This is your host, Jordan Carroll, and welcome to the Sunday Ain't Scary Podcast, the show dedicated to those addicted to living outside of their comfort zone, obsessed with designing a life of freedom, and for those who choose to make every day count because they know Sunday Ain't Scary. What up, my people, my dogs, my cats, all animals that view and listen to this podcast. This is another episode of the Sunday Ain't Scary Show. Jordan Carroll here, very excited to talk to you about an interesting topic. How to not think that everyone's an asshole. For a long time in my life, I think that I would default to thinking people were assholes. Now, why would I do that? A quote by Stephen Covey, which I think very succinctly draws on this exact conundrum. We judge ourselves by our intentions and others by their behavior. So we're always in our own mind, right? But we can never actually get into someone else's. So that creates some issues when it comes to communication, when it comes to the way that we interact in general. And a lot of times, the reason that we think other people are assholes is because we take things so fucking personal. Now, I'm speaking from experience. You're talking to a guy that when I would not get invited to birthday parties, when people would cancel on me, even if they had good excuses, I would get frustrated. I would hold resentment. I would hold grudges against people who did that to me. And what I noticed over time, my self-righteousness to be right and to be mad at them and, and to be frustrated, that only hurt me. I was the only person suffering in those circumstances. I wasn't proving anything to them other than that I could be the jackass. So over time, I figured out that, man, I should probably stop taking things so personally. One of the best books I have read in my life is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Highly recommend you snag that book if you have not read it before. One of those principles that he talks about in the book is not taking things personally. And it is such a simple statement, yet it is so hard. Why is it difficult? That's what this podcast is going to go over, why it's difficult to not think that everybody's an asshole sometimes. It's probably less difficult for some people, but I think a lot of people do struggle with this. And then I'm going to tell you about a couple of different things that you can use, a tool that has helped me in these types of situations where you can catch yourself before you let something like that fester. Now, I want to go back to what I said. I I used to be that guy. I'd see a picture on Facebook. There's a bunch of my friends in there, and I wasn't invited to whatever party that was, the pregame, the whatever. And I would feel slighted. I would feel angry. I would feel frustrated. Like they did that party to me (laughs) to show me that I wasn't invited. And when you start really believing that the world revolves around you, this is the kind of stuff that you're going to think, right? You're going to think that everyone is out there to get you. Everybody is out there to do something against you. The world is against you. Nothing is for you. Going well, it's often going against you. So I noticed that I had a lot of strain in some of my relationships. I was holding that unnecessary resentment and frustration and grudge. And I was wrongly believing that they were doing these things to hurt me which is an awful thing to put on other people when you actually don't know their intentions. Because again, we can't fully know someone's intentions. We can only know our own intentions. And even then it's confusing, right? Because sometimes we have conflicting intentions. And I think it's so, it's so easy to try to assume causation and intent from other people, but often we're just going off of behavior and then our own biases and the different things that we've had in our past experiences. 
our mood. There's a lot of different variables that affect how we're going to see and perceive something in that moment, right? So let's use the picture, for example. So let's say that I perceive that picture. I see the picture, and immediately as my sensory inputs are taking it in my eyes, the stimuli starts in the spinal cord, and it enters into the back of the brain. From there, it travels to the frontal lobe, but before it gets to the frontal lobe, it hits the limbic system. Now, the limbic system is our emotional part of our brain. And again, a stimuli, a perception, something that you are perceiving has to go through that part before it gets to the frontal lobe, which is the more logical, rational part. That's why oftentimes you have more emotional reactions than you may like. You may feel more defensive. You may also trigger that in somebody else. And, and this is commonly why is because the limbic system is that more emotional part of us, right? So we first feel, and then we create a story. So from hearing or seeing something, we start to develop this story of what's actually happening. And this is a survival mechanism. Since humans have evolved from our early stages, we have needed to make sense of things that we perceive because there was a time when we had predators, right? Or we had really, really harsh seasonal conditions where we didn't have homes. There were things that were threats to us as humans that created a deep need to try to make sense of the world. And a lot of times, especially in early human life, making sense of the world was very scientifically inaccurate, right? Which they would tell stories about different things that they had done that had upset the gods and that had either brought rain or didn't bring rain or whatever it was, right? And there's certainly versions that we do today that are probably just as ridiculous. But we end up telling ourselves a story, right? And go back to the biases, the experiences that we've had in our life, the mood that we're in. A lot of these things impact what kind of story we're going to tell, right? So from there, we start to actually feel. We take that story in and we might feel hurt. We might feel worried. We might feel frustrated. We might feel a range of different emotions. Oftentimes, they're going to be negative in this type of circumstance, right? Because we're perceiving something that we don't like or we felt left out. So that's what would happen to me in these pictures. I'd see it and I'd be like, oh man, well, why the hell didn't Jerry invite me to the party? We're good friends, I thought. Now all of a sudden, I'm questioning our friendship. Now all of a sudden, I'm thinking all these other things. And you kind of miss out on that point where maybe there was a good explanation or maybe if you gave him the benefit of the doubt there was a good reason what ends up happening is we act on these emotions right so we decide let's say in my case i decide to kind of go all self-righteous and think that i was right he was wrong i might make a comment to some other friends oh like jerry is an asshole he didn't invite me to the party like well, why did you guys go to the party and not invite me or you might give him the silent treatment and not talk to jerry anymore you might choose to fight him. I don't know. Like I, I've definitely gotten in fights with friends before, but that's coming from a place of our own stories, our own perception and our own biases and all these, uh, all this other baggage that we're carrying, right? It's not based in the reality of the situation. It's not based in the reality of the other person's intention. So this creates a lot of difficulty because again, honestly, it can be wrong. And I want to give you one tool that's really helped me in this time, or at least in the past number of years as, I, as I've begun to use it more. The tool is, first part of the tool is to become aware, right, that this is a thing. This is scientifically a thing. It's going to happen. Catch yourself when you're starting to tell that story, right? Try to segment the moment in which you perceive something and the moment that you are trying to make sense of it. So that's very important because if you don't have that, it's going to be very difficult to implement the actual tool, quote unquote, that I'm going to be giving you. So once you're able to start recognizing this on a daily basis, maybe 
you're catching yourself right before you kind of blow up and get angry at people, that's when you want to start implementing this question. This question is, why would a completely rational, insane person do that? So we're now focusing on creating a question that can help change the narrative of the story. Because when I ask myself that, oh, maybe Jerry had a limit to how many people could come to his place. And he happens to be closer to those other people. Maybe there was not enough space. Maybe that was for only people that it was a party with coworkers. Whatever it is, what we want to do is start giving people the benefit of the doubt. We want to start giving people more empathy. We want to start giving people more compassion. Why is that so important? Because we don't fucking suffer. At least we suffer a lot less. Again, the only person that this really hurts when you hold on to these things, when you are constantly assuming the worst of people, when you are always thinking everybody's an asshole and doing things against you, it's hurting you. You can be as self-righteous as you want. Try to prove a point. It's hurting you. So next time that happens, become aware of it. And to navigate out of it, ask yourself, why would a completely rational, insane person do that? See what kind of answers you get. If you want to let me know how this exercise goes for you, hit me up on my site and my social media at jspencer. All that stuff will be linked in the, in the show notes. So feel free, if you start to use this, let me know how it works for you. If you've got any other suggestions, always love to hear those too. And appreciate you listening to the podcast today. Thank you so much, you beautiful bastard. I appreciate you listening to the Sunday Ain't Scary podcast. If you found value from this show, please consider three absolutely free ways that you can support, all of which will be linked in the show notes as well. Number one is leave a review. Reviews are the lifeblood of any podcast. It helps other people find me and determine if it's worth it to listen to the show. Number two, subscribe or follow wherever it is that you're listening to, whatever platform you're on. Number three, share this episode with one friend who needs to hear it. Now, if you're interested in the video version of this podcast, you can go to my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Jordan Carroll, or check out the show notes, which will have links to all my social platforms, websites, and of course, anything mentioned in this show. Thank you so much. And until next time, keep wandering. You're not lost.